0: Old Time Radio DVD collections are back, so if you have ever wanted to own any of these collections, now is the time. OldTimeRadioDVD.com. Also, Extreme Platinum Smart TV box is still on sale. I have to tell you people This device is
1: unbelievable.
0: It saves me money and gives me movies. Many of them are already in the theaters right now. TV shows from all over the world. Sporting events including pay-per-view. Oh, I almost forgot. The family content is fantastic. Check it out at oldtimeradiodvd.com. Great gifts for the Christmas season which is upon us. Oldtimeradiodvd.com. You'll be glad you did. The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes The original and immortal stories of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle Dramatized anew With Sir Ralph Richardson as Dr. Watson And Sir John Gielgud in the role of Sherlock Holmes privilege in these past few weeks to come before you with some of the exploits I shared with my friend Sherlock Holmes, the greatest detective the world has ever seen I had to conclude, alas with the account of his death as he fell into the great chasm of the falls of Reichenbach in Switzerland locked in the arms of his deadly enemy, Professor Moriarty For three long years I mourned him my loneliness deepened too by the loss of my dear wife to pass the weary days, I'd tried to interest myself in crime as a gesture, so to say, to Holmes' memory. Our old associate, Lestrade of the Yard, was sometimes even good enough to consult me with some of his problems. And so, in the spring of the year 1894, I came to hear of the singular mystery surrounding the death of the Honourable Ronald Adair. Murder, Dr. Watson. It's stark Murder. And for the life of me, I can't see how it was done. Well, sit down, sit down, Lestrade. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. I was seeing a patient. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Ah, I'm quite exhausted with it all. Well, have a drink. whisky and soda? Thanks, I will. To tell you the truth, Doctor, this is the kind of problem I wish to heaven I could have talked to Mr. Holmes about. uh uh-huh. Well, we all wish that, Lestrade. Is that enough, Soda? Oh, plenty, Doctor. Thank you. Well, um... Here's your health. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh, I... I don't suppose... What? I don't know. Just a notion I sometimes have. I mean... He really is dead, I suppose. Mr. Holmes, I mean. Well, of course he is. You must have read my account, Lestrade. Yes, yes, of course I know. It's just... I can never quite bring myself to believe it. I tell you, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if I was to walk along Baker Street tonight and see the old shadow on the window blind there. Uh-huh. Well, don't let's talk about it, straight. Tell me what your problem is. I thought we might even walk around to the scene of the crime together, Doctor. If you can spare the time. It's a queer business, this Adair case. Deuced queer. Yes, I read something about it in the papers. Found dead, wasn't he? That's right. Honourable Ronald Adair. Very upright and promising young fellow. Terrible blow to his mother. Tell me exactly what happened. Well, he was fond of cards, you see. Whoever played for very big stakes, but he couldn't resist a bit of a flutter now and then. No gambling enemies or anything of the kind? Shouldn't think so. Seems to have been very popular. Anyhow, he was playing at one of his clubs the night it happened. At the bagatelle you see. Who was he playing with? Well, there was a Mr. Murray and Sir John Hardy and a fellow called Moran, a Colonel Sebastian Moran. Murray, Hardy, Moran. Hmm. Well, what next then? Well, young dear got back home about ten. He shut himself in his room. He lives in Park Lane, you know, one of those big houses, and his room was at the front. His mother got in from a theatre about half past eleven, and went in to say good night to him. She couldn't get any answer. Had the door forced. It was locked then? On the inside, Doctor. And they found him dead, you see. All horribly mutilated about their head by a, an expanding bullet. What a dum-dum, you mean. Mm-hmm. Suicide, maybe. Did you find any weapon? No, Doctor, not a single blessed sign of one. He was slumped across the table with bundles of notes and stacks of coins laid neatly out all around him. Huh, That's remarkable. But he, he couldn't have been shot through the window, I suppose. Well, it seems the only way, of course, and the window was open. But the minute you have a look, you'll see it was pretty near impossible. Let's go round, shall we? Right, right. I'll get my boots on. Now, Doctor, that's the house, you see. Tall one with uh, blue railings and the bed in front. Yes, I see. Hmm. Yes quite a crowd outside, isn't it, Lestrade? Oh, usual sights yes. It's all in the papers, you know. Morbid taste people have. Which is the room where he was found? Uh, up on the second floor, uh, up there where one of my men is. They're still looking around for clues, you know. The body was taken away some days ago. Ah, quite so. Was the window open as wide as that when it happened? Every bit. We haven't touched it at all. Step
1: aside there, will you? I'm a police officer. Damn, yeah, taking up the old wooden. pavement. I
0: suppose the murderer couldn't have locked the door on the inside and then made his escape through the window, let's Not a chance. You can see for yourself, if there isn't anything you could climb down by. If he dropped there, it would have been marked on the crocus bed. Yeah, I see. Oh, you know, this crowd's very really intolerable, this way. Right? I know. I really must have a cordon put round the place. Well, aren't you coming in, Doctor? No, I don't think so. You'll give me most of the facts. The clue must lie outside somewhere. Young Adair must have been shot through the window. That's what I said. But whoever did it, it must have been an uncommonly good shot. You had to stand right back at the roadway almost to avoid leaving tracks in the garden. You get the young chap in range as he sat at the table. Almost impossible with a revolver at that distance. Besides, you know, there's that cabman's shelter just there, by the gate. They say there wasn't a sound of a shot that night. Made me certain to have heard it. Ah, I tell you, it's a puzzle, Doctor. Ah, it is indeed, say. Uh-huh. I say. I almost wish, like you, that. Uh, what? <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. It would have been a problem after his own heart. Oh, well. I must get back, I suppose. Well, if I think of anything. Yes, yeah, there too. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kindly watch where <for> you're going. <laughs> I you nearly oh, me down. Oh, I beg your pardon. I'm well, afraid I've made you drop your book. Well, you certainly have, sir. They're exceedingly you. valuable books. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't don't... have had it happen for the world. <laughs>
1: there you are. Yeah.
0: I picked him up for you. It was quite an accident. I should hope so. I should hope so indeed. (laughs) Poor old fellow. You know, I must have given him a little bump. Lame, too. An old bookseller, I should think. Looks it with those thick glasses. Too much peering over small print. (laughs) For myself, you've been studying poor Holmes' methods, let's say. (laughs) I only wish I could use them on this case, Doctor. Well, goodbye. You'll let me know if you have any ideas. Yes, yes, I will. Goodbye, Lestrade. I'll certainly think about it. And so I did indeed as I walked back home. The Park Lane, mystery, as I'd already decided to call it if ever I should write an account of it. The first that I should ever write of my own small efforts in detection as opposed to Holmes. Adair had plainly locked the door himself. He'd therefore met his death from the outside. And yet... What shot could possibly have travelled such a distance and still caused so much mutilation? And who had done the deed? And for what motive? I was still pondering when I reached my study, and I'd hardly had time to light my pipe when, to my astonishment, my maid ushered in no other than the old bookseller with whom I'd collided in Park Lane. Well, sir, you're surprised to see me, no doubt. Well, I most certainly am. How on earth did you know where I lived? Apology. It's been on my conscience a bit the way I spoke so rude to you when you bumped me. Oh, but really, you make too much of a trifle. Well, will not you put your pile of books on the table and sit down for a moment? You look tired. <laughs> uh, right enough, I am, sir. You went pretty fast for my old legs. I had a job to keep up with you. I was thankful when I saw you turn into the house here, and I could come up a bit slower. Ah, well, will you have a little refreshment? I've... Some brandy here, or some whiskey and soda. Thank you, Watson. I rather fancy a little hock and seltzer. Uh, uh, Holmes! sir, Ho- Oh, oh, oh Watson, my dear friend. Uh, oh, my dear fellow. Here, sit down. You'll fall. Quick, quick. Here, drink this. Holmes. Holmes, I. Uh, there. Uh, uh, that's a bit better, isn't it? Uh, uh, oh. There, you're all right now. Oh. <laughs> my poor old Watson. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I must have fainted first time in my life. Oh, it was unforgivable of him, my dear fellow, but I simply couldn't resist it. Oh, no, he... He
1: can't... He it, it can't... It's really... It's really <laughs>
0: you, Holmes. Yes, really, Watson. Really and truly. Here, touch me. I'm flesh and blood, you see. The same old Holmes. But... but uh... The, the falls at Reichenbach
1: at uh, the, the cliff edge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> how how did you ever get out of life? Yeah, here, sit back, old fellow. Take another sip of brandy. Uh, uh, here, I'll take my wig and whiskers off. And then you'll be able to believe it's really me. Huh. You're the second person, you know, who's fainted at the sight of me today. Uh, what? Oh, well. Well, dear old Mrs. Hudson, back in the old rooms in Baker Street. <laughs> upon my life, I didn't think she'd ever stop crying after I'd pulled her round from her faint. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, the use of it is, uh, it never help liking you homes for all your, your ways. well ways. That's very nice of you. I can hardly <laughs> believe it now. I, oh, oh, but
1: when, when, I, when I
0: tell this trade, when I oh. when I tell the whole world... Now, 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 not yet, Watson. Not yet. Let's trade, perhaps, but no one else at all. And for a very good reason, I assure you. We are back in harness, my old friend. Uh, how? What do you mean? Well, this very night, provided you can spare the time... A hard and dangerous task, Watson. Are you still game? Well, of course. It's what I've been longing for. <laughs> but I want to know what's been happening, Holmes. You must tell a me. A million things, but all in due course, my dear fellow. We have our work to do first. You think you'll be all right, Oh, Holmes? I'm you're all right. right. I'm all right, Holmes. Ah. A hundred times the man I was. I'm sorry. I went to pieces like well, that. Well, was it... the greatest compliment you could possibly pay me. But you're a scape. You're ma'am. How can you be so calm about it? Oh, that that was all so long ago. Three years after all. But how did you get out of that dreadful chasm? Ah, because, my dear Watson, I was never in it. Never in it? My dear Holmes. I assure you, my note to you was quite genuine. I hadn't any doubt that I was done for when I stood there confronting Moriarty with that inexorable purpose in those eyes of his that you described so vividly. Ah, you you read my account. Of course. I congratulate you, my dear fellow, was the most convincing thing you've ever done. I was even strangely moved by it. But the two sets of footsteps to the cliff edge and none returning, the signs of a struggle... Oh, we fought together. Of course, there was no doubt about that. We fought most bitterly. But you know the curious bypaths of my knowledge, Watson. I have some acquaintance with Baritsu, the Japanese system of wrestling, and I managed finally to slip out of our friend the professor's grip, and down he went at last, uttering the most horrible scream that I've ever heard from human lips. You're the devil, Holmes. You <laughs> truly are. Well, the only one, however, who's always been on the side of the angels. You know, Watson... At that moment, I suddenly realized what a heaven-sent opportunity had come my way. How do you mean? Well, Moriarty wasn't the only man who had sworn my death. There was another, his chief lieutenant, who had also managed to escape the trap which the police had laid for the whole gang at my instigation. You mean you deliberately chose to make it appear that you died so that you could delude this fellow into a sense of false security? Precisely. Well... I began to climb up the face of the cliff. But you couldn't have, Holmes. It was almost sheer. I had an anxious moment or two, I'll confess, but I did manage it somehow. You know, I could even hear your cries and see your tragic face when you thought I was gone. I was there above you on a ledge about a hundred feet or so up. All Holmes, and you never made a sign? With my strongest card, old friend. If you believed that I was really dead and wrote of me as you did... And the whole world would believe it, too. And that was why only one person knew the secret. That I was safely on my way to Italy. And who was that? My brother, Mycroft. Ah. You could trust him, Holmes, and not me. Ah, my dear fellow, I know you are the very soul of discretion. But you could never have written so vividly and so convincingly if you really known the truth. For the years of misery I've undergone. The years. Ah, it was the only way I couldn't even reveal myself to you in the street today. Because the place was so crowded there might have been spies. Ah, not because of Lestrade. Because he was there. No, no, I'll tell Lestrade this afternoon. We'll need him badly for tonight's adventure. What are you planning, Holmes? Uh, I've been planning all these years. I've been away, traveling in Tibet, Persia, France, planning to defeat this last member of Moriarty's gang. And tonight, at last, I think I'm going to get him. Who is he, Holmes? Not yet, Watson. Not yet. You'll see and hear enough before the morning. The game's put, Watson. Old times, old times. Gone the adventure, as you'll no doubt call it, of the empty house. Can you blame me if all other thoughts were driven from my head that day? I knew nothing of what Holmes intended, what wild beasts we were to hunt down in the dark jungle of criminal London. I forgot everything in my joy and impatience, even the murder of young Adair, which had been so occupying me. Sherlock Holmes called for me at half past nine, and we set off on our mysterious journey. His knowledge of the bypaths of London was extraordinary. We twisted through a maze of hidden alleys and narrow passageways until I was quite bewildered. And always as we went, I saw his brows drawn down and his thin lips compressed in the old sardonic smile I knew so well. Ah, oh, Watson, it is like old times being with you again. If you only knew how I've looked forward to this moment. And I, Holmes, except that I never thought I'd live to see it. <laughs> you brought your revolver with you, the old army revolver. Ah, oh, of course. And by the way, talking of revolvers... In the Adair case. Uh, wait, Watson, run this way. That's right, through the empty yard there. Where are we, Holmes? You've completely lost me. You'll see in a moment. Ah, yes, that's right. I thought so. Along the mews, turn to the left, and we're almost there. Huh. You still can't tell me what we're after. You know already Moriarty's right-hand man, the last of his whole gang. How does he know you're alive? That's been part of the whole difficulty, my dear fellow. One of the reasons I've had to lie so low. He saw me that day at the falls. But what? You, You mean that Moriarty wasn't alone that day after all? Oh, yes, he was. He was quite chivalrous in his own strange way. But this lieutenant of his must have followed him some way behind to see that all went well. I caught sight of him for a moment when I was right at the top of the precipice looking down and realized that he could see me climbing up. Good heavens, Holmes. Yes, he tried to dislodge me, of course, a boulder or two, gave me a few uncomfortable moments, but I managed to get round by another path and elude him. Did he know for certain that you'd escaped? Well, I was never sure until these last few days, and that's what's brought me back to London. But I don't understand oh, the heart. I told you this with the adventure of the empty house. Well, here's the door. I'll use the skeleton key. Ah, yes, that's it. Quietly, my dear fellow. Ah, <laughs> uh, it. same old Watson. Ah, <laughs> well, I, I'm excited. Holmes, <laughs> a bit out of practice, you know. <laughs> This way through here, this passageway. Careful now, Watson. There's a low doorway. Don't bang your head. Ah! Oh, what on earth's the matter, uh, Watson? Something brushed my face. It's a spider's web or a strip of wallpaper. Can't you see how it's peeling away? The place hasn't been lived in for years. I still wish I knew where we were. This is the room, Watson. Now then, look out of this window. There. Good heavens! Baker Street. Exactly. We're in Camden House, my dear fellow. Don't you remember it? Exactly opposite our own old quarters at number 221B. But what are we doing here? We are here because the window commands such an excellent view of that picturesque edifice of ours. Come closer, Watson, and just look up at the window of our old sitting room. Oh, heavens.
1: Holmes, I, I, I believe I'm almost going
0: to faint Hold oh, oh, up, my dear fellow. There's no brandy here, unfortunately. I thought that even three long years could hardly rob me of my powers to surprise you, Watson. But Holmes, it's you up there. It's <laughs> your shadow on the blind up there. I trust that age cannot wither me, Watson, nor customs stale my infinite variety. It really is rather like me, don't you think?
1: But it's not. I could
0: swear that you were sitting up there. If yes, the real credit belongs to Monsieur Oscar Meunier, the distinguished sculptor, a uh, bust of me in wax, Watson, placed very carefully, uh, so as to cast its silhouette upon the window blind. I'm out of my depth, Holmes. The whole thing's beyond me. What does it all mean? simply that I have the strongest possible reasons for wanting a certain person to believe that I'm up there when I'm really somewhere quite different. This Lieutenant of Moriarty. Of course he knows I'm still alive, and he believes that sooner or later I'll be sure to come back to my old haunts. He knows your back, Clare. I'm quite sure he does. I took pretty good care that he recognized me in the street this morning. Look, that that gang of ruffs along the street, they're looking up, watching your shadow on the blind too, aren't they? Roughs, you think. Mm. Keep back, Watson. Don't let them see you. Great heavens! Your shadow's moved up. My dear good Watson, am I such a farcical bungler as to erect an obvious dummy and expect the sharpest eyes in Europe to be deceived by it? Well, what is it? Clockwork? Mrs. Hudson, the good soul crawls forward on her hands and knees every few minutes and moves the effigy round a little at a different angle. <laughs> well, I I'd like to see that. at <laughs> Watson, Watson, really? Shh! Listen. What is it? I do believe he's coming.
1: Boys. Listen, the stairs. Yes, he's coming up.
0: Actually into this room. I hardly expect it to such a stroke of luck as this. Listen. Now for it. Keep your gun ready, Watson. And here, take this police whistle. When I tell you, blow it. What's going to happen, Holmes? You'll see he'll open that What? I've got you. Hold Watson. Hold him. Blow the little man. Oh, come on. There you Get him. Oh, it's all right. Oh, no, you don't. Watson, here, hold on to his arm. let ah. beware in heaven's name is Lestrade.
1: Here we are, Mr. Arm. Quick, Johnson. Sign your letter. Oh, hey, oh, oh, oh. help oh, oh. us right oh, now. I'm all right. I'm oh. all right. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you, Lestrade. I rather fancy... Everything's quite in order. What is it, Holmes, in heaven's name? Why, Watson, just as I told you, the late Professor Moriarty's first lieutenant. You fiend,
1: Sherlock Holmes. You clever, clever fiend.
0: Quite so, Colonel. Journeys end in lovers' meetings, as they used to say in the old play. Colonel Sebastian Moran, my dear Watson, once of Her Majesty's Indian Army and the best big game shot that our Eastern Empire has ever produced. Ah, that's an interesting weapon you've got there, Lestrade. So that's mine. Give uh, it to me. No, you don't. I've <laughs> uh, never seen anything quite like it, Mr. Holmes. Doesn't seem to have any kind of powder it? No, table. for the simple reason that it's an air gun of a particularly powerful design made to the order of the late Professor Moriarty himself. Of course, Holmes. I remember you told me about it three years ago. Uh, that harmless bust of mine across the way will have been shattered by the missile it fires. A simple, soft-nosed bullet. A bust. An effigy. You fiend, Holmes. (laughs) You've already used that epithet once, Colonel. For a master marksman, your vocabulary seems to me a trifle limited. I'm really quite surprised that so simple a stratagem should have deceived you. You've not heard the last of me yet, Holmes. Indeed. Well, are we ready, Watson? Ready? Ready for what? I rather fancy a pipe in our old rooms, my dear fellow. But, Holmes, you'll you'll find them in perfect order. My brother Mycroft has been in charge of everything while I've been away, and there are still a few details you may care to hear. Wait, Holmes. If it was only an effigy in that window, you've no right to detain me. I've committed no crime. No crime? Attempting to murder Mr. Sherlock Holmes? No, no he's quite correct, Lestrade. We do need something a little more definite than attempted murder. And in any case, I think I'd prefer not to be involved in the matter myself. Well... I must say, I... You see? Instruct those men of yours to release me at once. Uh, Don't worry, Lestrade. Your men can take him away with perfect impunity. Won't you join Watson and me for a little refreshment across the way? As to the charge... Well, Mr. Holmes, you must have one, you know. Oh, yes, I have, of course. The murder of the Honourable Ronald Adair. Shot through the open window of his house in Park Lane with an expanding bullet fired trade from that very gun that you now have in your hand. Goodbye, Colonel Moran. Oh, my best respects to the Professor. I feel sure you'll meet him in the nether regions. Well, well. The same old room, Mr. Holmes. You could have knocked me down with a feather when you walked into the yard this afternoon. There's nothing to how I felt this morning, Lestrade. I actually fainted. And I was only saying to you I wouldn't be surprised to see a shadow on the blind, eh? Ah, but look at it. My poor old likeness, Watson. Shot right between the eyes, I'm afraid. Ah, well, all in a good cause. But what confounds me, Holmes, is how you knew about the Adair murder. And it was exactly what I'd been waiting for, Watson. As soon as I read in Paris that Moran had been the young fellow's partner at Cards that night, I realized he must have been the murderer. But how? Because of the gun. It was the only weapon in the world with which that crime could have been committed. At such a distance and without a sound, he'd made his little slip, just as his master did before him. So I knew it was time to come back, and I was on his trail at last. Well, well and to think that you were examining the scene of the crime at the same moment we were. Eh, Doctor? But what was the motive, Holmes? Adair had partnered Moran more than once. He discovered that Moran was a cheat, threatened him with exposure, and set to work calculating the amounts that he had fraudulently won. He planned to return those sums, hence the piles of money lying on the table. And Moran followed him and shot him from the other side of the street, beyond the railing. Yes, but I still had to prove it. I knew if he'd got the chance, he'd turn that gun on me. And I suspected that he might choose the empty house for his purpose, as indeed he did. By the way, Watson, I'm afraid that that gang of roughs in the street you were so suspicious of were really only Lestrade's plain-clothes men waiting for our whistle. Well, you mean that uh, I was mistaken, Holmes? Yes, just this once, my dear fellow. And uh, now that the race of Moriarty is finally extinct, we are quite free to celebrate the return of Sherlock Holmes... Would you pass me my violin, Lestrade? Ah, how splendid that it wasn't damaged in that fire the professor once started in these rooms. Hey, Watson. Well, that's a matter <laughs> of opinion, Holmes. <laughs> but we welcome you back, sir. By George, we do. London hasn't been the same without you. Thank you, Lestrade. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> yes, Watson. Nothing like a violin, you know, to soothe the savage breast. You know. I really missed it sorely in Tibet. The return of Sherlock Holmes and a thousand other cases still before him. Well, well.
1: (laughs) Well, well.
0: Adventures of Sherlock Holmes based on the original stories of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle have been dramatized anew with original music composed by Sidney Torch. Sir Ralph Richardson played the part of Dr. Watson and Sir John Gilgood that of Sherlock Holmes. The program was produced by Harry Allen Towers.